This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. By now you know the story. Bishop Robert Barron invites actor Shia LaBeouf onto his YouTube show to talk about the actor's conversion or reversion to the Catholic faith. And the actor blindsides Bishop Barron with the news that it was preparing to play Padre Pio in an upcoming movie and learning how to offer the traditional Latin Mass especially, and attending the traditional Latin Mass that converted him, along with attending the traditional Latin Mass in Oakland and a few other things. I'm probably the only Catholic commentator that hasn't covered this story at all since it happened, mostly because others did a more than adequate job of covering it. For the most part, traditionalists were, well, frankly, happy to see someone who had been a huge public sinner like LaBeouf come home to Rome. And of course, we were quite happy to see his interaction with Bishop Barron for obvious reasons. And many opponents of the traditional mass in the church were strangely furious, although they were smart enough to keep that anger at bay. But I want to talk mostly about the secular world's response to this news. First, before diving into some of the modernist response to what LaBeouf said, because it really does illustrate a rather severe problem in our time. The secular world is very much aware of this battle for the traditional mass that is going on in the church, and they see that battle as a front in the larger culture war being waged in the Western world right now, a battle largely going on that I mostly ignore on this channel because I don't see it's relevant. You might be surprised to hear that, but it's true. They are aware. Our story today comes from Slate, so you know probably the bias that they're going to have in this story, but we're going to go over it anyway. Headline. Why Shia LaBeouf's conversion to Catholicism is so scandalous. The Latin Mass, which the actor claims attracted him to the practice, is deeply controversial. Scandalous for the secular world, maybe, and maybe for the modernists. But note the hostility here to the very idea of a man who made some of the most notoriously impure films of the last decade, suddenly converting to the faith when he learned about a saint and of the way that saint worshipped. That may be at the heart of the betrayal the secularists feel about this, which permeates the article. Quote, In an interview with a popular Catholic bishop published on YouTube on Thursday, Shia LaBeouf announced that he was converting to Catholicism. His spiritual journey, he explained, had come about during a dark part in his life when he was, uh, we'll say, self-destructive and grappling with intense shame and depression. LaBeouf was exploring his role as an Italian mystic priest for the upcoming drama Padre Pio, to be released next week when he decided to convert to Catholicism himself. He was partly inspired after, in preparation for filming, LaBeouf lived briefly in a monastery with Capuchin friars in Northern California. When I walked into this, my life was on fire, LaBeouf said in an interview. End quote. I can sympathize. Many such cases, many of us converts can sympathize with his description of his life. Now, mentioning the Padre Pio movie, there is a scene in the trailer where the actor is portraying the saint screaming obscenities at a woman to leave his confessional. And I do mean obscenities. Look, I doubt Padre Pio ever quite went that far, though he was known to throw people out of the confessional if they were not actually repentant, since it is reported that he could read into souls. And people have taken offense at what the actor says as Padre Pio. I understand that. I acknowledge that. But I'm not here to litigate a case against Shia LaBeouf. Just beware of that 
as being part of that movie because my personal interest in the Padre Pio film went down rather dramatically after seeing that in the trailer. Enough of that, though. Again, I'm not here to litigate Shia LaBeouf. Let's continue with the story. The framing I just provided you is meant to subtly make a case for the actor converting because his life was a wreck. That he was vulnerable to this sort of extreme influence, which happened at the hands of the Capuchin monks. The author of the piece goes on to describe, oh, we'll say some of the things LaBeouf is accused of doing sins against the secular order of things that are going to see him in court. He has ongoing cases right now. It's a subtle undermining of his character to remind you of just how bad a person he allegedly is. Perhaps some of it's warranted, perhaps it's considered good journalism, but a picture is nonetheless being painted for anyone who has eyes to see. LaBeouf is now not a good man in the eyes of the world. I'll go into this more towards the end, but I hope Jim Caviezel privately warned him or will warn him about the effect this is all going to have on his career and on his life so that he's not surprised by this, though Shia LaBeouf's no stranger to his career being torpedoed. Well, let's continue. Quote, Catholicism, with its teachings on sin, confession, and forgiveness, gave him comfort. It was seeing other people who have sinned beyond anything I could ever conceptualize also being found in Christ. That made me feel like, oh, that gives me hope, LaBeouf said in the interview. Though this was not even the major Shia LaBeouf news of the week, his part in the ongoing drama with the film Don't Worry Darling has certainly been juicier. For the active Catholic community on social media, it's been big. That's putting it mildly, folks. <laughs> Almost all of the commentary has focused on one specific element of LaBeouf's story, that he converted, in large part because of the Latin Mass. While we were practicing Latin Mass, practicing because he has Padre Pio in the film, was offering the Mass in the movie, I was having genuine emotional experiences, LaBeouf said in the YouTube interview. The response to that comment from right-wing Catholics and conservative Catholic media was gleeful. One editor of a traditionalist Catholic newspaper said LaBeouf was speaking, quote-unquote, truth to power. A reply to a tweet from an account called Catholic Manhood described LaBeouf as Latin-pilled in a positive way. Other tweets professed to be moved and find hope in LaBeouf's transformation from a, quote, Hollywood liberal to traditional Catholic. The whole thing was taken as a major victory for Orthodox Catholics. So what is the Latin Mass and why was its role in LaBeouf's conversion so celebrated? End quote. I love the admission that it's Orthodox Catholics doing this, by the way. That, there's a, that's an admission right there. But again, note the framing. Also, keep in mind that we're approaching the fall of 2022 when you're seeing this. And the media is getting ready for a rather big contest in November that they hope to change the inevitable looking outcome of. They really want to. So that's part of this, even though it's never mentioned. It's inseparably part of the story, even if secular politics are never brought up. The actor is now being lumped in with the worst kinds of very online people. It's surprising no one supports that no supporters of the previous American head of state are mentioned, given that it would have helped paint the picture for some of the duller witted readers here. It's like throwing chum in the water for a lot of them. The author goes on to describe the TLM here, and this is where they reveal their hand. Quote, the traditional Latin mass is at the center of an ongoing controversy in the Catholic Church. The small conservative group promoting it claims it is a beautiful and true expression of the faith. Claims. 
while more progressive Catholics and Pope Francis see it largely as a breeding ground for reactionary beliefs and conflict in the church. The TLM, as it is called by those who celebrate it, refers to the quote-unquote extraordinary form of the Roman Rite that makes up the rituals and prayers of the Mass, and which was in use until the 1960s, at which point the Second Vatican Council took place and ushered in the quote-unquote ordinary form, Novus Ordo or NO. But the traditionalists who love the TLM can be deeply toxic. <laughs> quote-unquote trads embrace traditionalism that goes beyond the language spoken in services. Many of them reject the reforms of Vatican II altogether and stick to the uncompromising positions of um, James Martin Union's breaking of the marital sacrament and the dress of women and their role in society. <laughs> their extreme counterparts, the radical traditionalists, or rad trads, often go further, idolizing the Crusades, making vile comments about our uh, so-called elder brothers in the faith, and that other, uh, we'll call them hostile group in the same region that they mostly live in, and spreading alternative hypotheses that decry the infiltration of the church by evil forces and accuse Pope Francis of being an anti-pope or even anti-Christ. The rad trad community flourishes on Twitter and Reddit and Discord, trafficking in memes about the saints and uh, modern female revolutionaries and monarchism. <laughs> Reddit, really. <laughs> These highly engaged traditionalists may be small in number. Most Catholics are blissfully unaware of the liturgy wars, as this debate is called, but they are well represented among the clergy, including bishops and cardinals. I want you to think about what she just said there. <laughs> and of course, and over the course of Francis's papacy, their dissent has grown increasingly loud to the point that many liberal Catholics began to worry that the culture wars in the church would lead to schism. The controversy came to a climax last summer when, in an effort to crack down on the quote-unquote division sown by the traditionalists, wow, Pope Francis laid down strict rules for when and where the traditional Latin mass can be conducted. The outcry that followed was intense. <laughs> no kidding. Pope Francis has not backed down from his position. In June, he said that those who call themselves guardians of tradition, but dead traditions, were dangerous to the church. Traditionalist Catholics have continued to claim to be martyrs. End quote. The idea that traditionalists are well represented among bishops and clergy in our day and age is beyond laughable. But then again, she got the difference between the Novus Ordo and the Latin Mass laughably wrong then I'm not surprised she's said that either. It all happened in a part of the article I didn't quote. She said that the only real difference in the TLM and the Novus Ordo was the way the priest faces, the language used, how communion is received, and how we're expected to dress and comport ourselves at the Mass. That's about as far from true as you can get. Most analyses say there's only about a 10% a commonality between the Novus Ordo and the Latin Mass but I skipped over all that in her article. I won't be quoting her article anymore here either. You get the idea. The actor finds himself deep in the liturgy wars of the church, and I expect he knew he was going to, and he has found himself on the side of the bad people in the church, according to the secular view. Don't be surprised that they feel this way about us. Don't be surprised that we're watched as traditional Catholics by the secular world. We are not invisible to them. They know we're here. It's one reason why I am so careful with what I say, and even how I quote things on YouTube. 
There's no tolerance for our position in the greater society, and I wish more Catholic commentators would be aware of that. The secular world has a vested interest in how these battles get played out. Other responses, though, across social media were not surprising. Secularists, if you look on Twitter, searching his name, you will find that secular suddenly felt the need to dig up sins and legal troubles the actor is now facing when that story broke. Sins and legal troubles that I won't go into any detail here. This is par for the course for these people, and no one is surprised by this. When someone in the secular world betrays the secular religion, they're excommunicated for it. Especially, especially if there's any possibility that they are guilty of mortal sins against the secular order of things. I'm going to give you a personal example I, that, from my own life that I know any convert watching or listening to this can relate to. Years ago, when I converted from the secularism and non-belief into, frankly, pretty run-of-the-mill Novus Ordo Catholicism to start, well before I was exposed to the traditional faith and set onto the course I'm on now, my secular friends all drifted away, some of them becoming overtly hostile and using politics as their excuse, others suddenly keeping a healthy distance, except when around mutual friends. Doors at work suddenly closed to me. Jobs were lost because of my faith. Academic doors were closed, though no one ever explicitly said why they were closing. But the timing that it all happened made it pretty obvious in hindsight. The secular world hates when a secularist suddenly discovers that not only is our blessed Lord Jesus Christ very real, but they especially hate it when it's not some vapid group hug form of Christianity that makes no moral claims on you that's discovered, but instead, it's the Catholic faith, the authentic faith, and especially the traditional Catholic faith, that faith which calls sinners to repentance. The only real dialogue with sinners that happens is a call to conversion and repentance. They hate that. And they will destroy anyone who breaks their unholy bond by breaking away from the secular order of things. They hate it. Before I'm done, I want to bring to your attention, unfortunately, the voices of the modernists in this battle. They're not happy with the actor's con conversion either. I know you're not surprised by that. They say they're happy that he converted, but they're really pretty upset. And well, LaBeouf told Bishop Barron about the new mass, that he prefers the old because he feels like at the new mass he's being sold a car, and that he finds the showmanship and the modern music and all the guitar playing, the tambourines and all the rest of it more than a little off-putting. You've seen the memes and the clips of that interview with Bishop Barron all over Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else, so I'm not going to recount them here. Massimo Fascioli, the voice of Francis for the intellectual lady in America and Italy, took to Twitter and subtly jabbed at LaBeouf's remarks about the new Mass and his love for the Apostolic Mass. When he took to Twitter and said, quote, I wonder what was Bishop Barron's response against this contemptuous caricature of the liturgy of the Church celebrated in the vernacular language by 99% of Catholics around the world every day. I am truly happy that he has come back to the church. I just find it disconcerting that a bishop is not trying to correct his disparaging of the liturgy of the church. Emphasis, Massimo's, not mine. Not my taste versus your taste. As it has been celebrated by the church and all popes included since Vatican II, end quote. Not strictly true. It's been since 1970, but he's not wrong in spirit. If you saw the piece, Barron did a poor job of defending his own position, which is interesting in and of itself. But the remarks of Massimo being 
happy the actor came home to Rome being secondary at best to his partisan observation is honestly kind of sad here, to be honest. I'm going to close this all out now with two observations. And the first comes from the editor of Columbia magazine, Elisha Valadares Cormier, who said that people should give the actor space for a while before asking for his testimony. It's absolutely true. Quote, it's super cool to hear about Shia LaBeouf's conversion to Catholicism and the traditional Latin mass connection, but I hope people can leave him alone about it for a bit. Conversion is an intimate thing, and people should give him time to let the mustard seeds grow before calling for his testimony. End quote. Yes, that is absolutely true, 100%. People should and must give him space on that and any other high-profile person who converts. Ask to see him in six months or something like that, but let the man enjoy this phase of the conversion process, the honeymoon phase, because it's beautiful, I know, I remember it fondly. Help let him get time to get to know our Lord more intimately while the storm surrounding him in life continues. And pray for him to weather that storm. And I say that because Twitter is full of enraged secularists calling for him to never work again and recounting some ongoing court battle he is facing that I personally don't know the details of beyond what I saw in tweets or if the allegations against him are even true. But he has an uphill battle to fight, and I hope the truth prevails in it, whatever the truth about it is. But that brings me to the second observation, and I did hint at it early in this episode. I hope that Jim Caviezel privately reaches out to him and warns him of what is coming for him. Mr. Caviezel, if you're seeing this, please consider doing so. After Caviezel played our blessed Lord in The Passion, his career was basically over, at least as it was. He went on instantly from being the next hot thing in Hollywood. Remember, he was in The Count of Monte Cristo before that. He went from being the next hot thing in Hollywood to being pushed to the margins, landing a a few TV spots and roles in Christian and Christian-friendly films. And Mr. Caviezel thrives there now and is happy with his lot in life, but if LaBeouf isn't aware that he probably faces the same or worse given the legal trouble he's having, then I hope someone like Jim Caviezel can warn him. But I am curious what you think about this. Is the secular response to Shia LaBeouf's conversion all that surprising? Are you interested in the Padre Pio film, or are you, like me, a little put off by the strong language inserted into the mouth of the saint by the writers of the film that the saint almost certainly never used himself? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As does sharing these messages on social media, that helps a great deal as well. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.